Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome, a very warm welcome, to QuickBooks Labs. Today is QuickBooks Labs, a monthly podcast designed to be the place to learn all about the world of QuickBooks Online and other accounting software. On the first Monday, what, Monday? There's not Monday, <laughs> is it? Wednesday. On the first Wednesday of each month, we hang around these microphones to talk all about all the latest news, tips, and tricks for QuickBooks Online, and we have a cracker installed for you today. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Patrick, a chartered accountant, owner of accounting firm called Boffix, a QuickBooks certified trainer with a fancy logo. I've just put the wrong one up. So the fancy logo there, same as Ash, and a QuickBooks or the QuickBooks chap on YouTube. And join me, my co-host, the one and only Ash. How's it going, Ash? Fantastic. Thanks, Aaron. Yes, it's me, Ash Beatson, QuickBooks trainer like Aaron with the fancy logo as well. Uh, and in addition to that, you know, app developer, uh, jack of all trades, uh, really. Uh, author, book on the way. What else can I say? Yeah, can't wait That's for that book. book. Can't wait. Yeah, okay. So it's not long, is it? No. <laughs> Perfect Christmas stocking filler, I've heard. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So get your orders in now. Um, today we have a cracker installed for you, but first let's figure out how all this works. So this is the new format, as we said before. We are now monthly, not weekly or bi-weekly, I think it was before. Um, first Wednesday of every single month. And that's when we go live to our to the world at the regular time of 4.30pm UK time, 10.30am US Central time. So if you're listening to this back at a later time, why not think about joining us live and that way you can get involved with the show and ask us anything you like in that chat box we are here to answer your questions and um, just like we've got from chariot accountant saying evening lad so hello and thank you for joining us live um that way keep us honest and keep us ready to keep those burning questions answered furthermore we are now live on on the podcasting serving choice around the globe so feel free to subscribe on your podcasting service of choice ash what is the agenda for today's um uh, in today's show well we've got quite a bit to cover haven't we Aaron? um we have. so we've got a a little bit of a battle between tax filer and kpm accounting software so i'm in the the, the uh tax filer corner Aaron's <laughs> covering KPM. but before we go and take a look at that we've got a little bit of news to cover so there's some updates on the receipt capture on the mobile app. There's a little bit of news with regards to QuickBooks Desktop. Um, there's Excel integrations in QBO, MTD being delayed, Go Proposal being purchased by Sage, uh, and some other uh, options within Accountancy Manager. And I'm not, Aaron, I'm, unfortunately, you're covering most of that, if not all of that news, and I should just chip in as when I need to. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Okay, then. So I think the most important bit for us to talk about is going to be about this whole integrate, uh, no, new update, should I say, on the mobile app itself. Um, just bear with me 20 seconds while I try and make sure it's now coming through to work. Show screen should be working now. Um, and what I want to do is I want to show you on screen the actual changes themselves. So it as always, it was working as intended. Unfortunately, now it's uh, gone to sleep on me. Come on. Right, perfect. All right, okay. So what I want to do is show you is this new uh, um, element that's come into play. So if I share my screen, bringing it in now. 
and go to QuickBooks. Uh, share that one and bring that take away that screen there we are perfect so hopefully once i've done my face id you can see exactly what's coming on here um and what you'll notice is a couple of slight changes to the mobile app first one is one i find really really useful actually down the bottom here you now have this profitability show here so as you can see it says see how you've made uh, see how much you've made after expenses so it's telling you how much income a nice little breakdown there of what that was as well. So up 412% in this case and expenses down 19% as well. Giving you a nice little graphical layout showing you what's happened here. Um, and what I do like as well is 32 unreviewed. So it's telling you straight away that you have some transactions, some elements there that you need to make the most of or at least look at because there's an opportunity for you to come in and bring that into play. Um, also, as you scroll down the very bottom there, it's a little asterisk saying QuickBooks does not include tax preparation services or assistance. So a nice little um, uh, disclaimer there letting you know. Now, I don't know if it's just with this particular one, but I've lost the ability to see my bank balances at this point in time. Um, I'm sure it's just something that will get fixed sooner rather than later, um, but it is something that's there. You'll also on the screen as well, let you know how many of those receipts have still got to be snapped and still got to be sorted because the big update that's come through is the snap receipt functionality now takes all the way from start to finish so if you've kind of seen us do this demo before you know that normally when you do a snap receipt so just to kind of go through and show you what i mean by snap receipt so we grab ourselves a, a receipt nice complex one like we've got here we make sure that it's all nice and folded we press snap receipt button we take a photo of it, and if like magic, that's as much as we need to do. From here, we can edit that photo if we need to, but I'm just going to say use photo. And now it's in the background, going to upload that photo for me, bring that information in, extract the fact it says Costco, extract the fact that there was £145.38 in this case, extract the fact that there was... Um, other elements to it and as you can see there that first one there is telling me that there was a 143 pound and 79p have been taken out and it's going to find all the elements it's going to find there was one pound 59 taxes and go from there and the big part is from now from this screen from the mobile we can take it all the way to post that transaction whereas before all we could do is view these these elements here we can now actually go through and find them and if it's already found a transaction it's going to find like we have there on the yosushi that it's matched but if you don't have a transaction like the one we've just done here we can go through we can say what type of document it is we can say what the amount was um, at this point it's not realized it's 20 percent, so we're going to have to tell it it's 20 percent. but the rest of it's been able to find um because it wasn't split it's now taken that over but that's just because i did a bad example just split it first um but it can go through and all the only other thing it needs to know is what's been paid you know where it's been paid from once i've done that and, and now you do have the ability to split as well so that's really useful once i've done that i can press save receipt and save that receipt and now it's going to add it directly to quickbooks for me in this case it's not find a matching transaction so it's going to create an expense for that receipt that's absolutely fine i'm happy with that let's press create creates that expense put it into quickbooks for me as i go forward but as an example though if the transaction was already in there it will see that it's matched that transaction and you could go in and match it and i believe 
yeah, you can go in and then just press match and it'll match that way. Nice and straightforward. But yeah, I think this is a really small update to QuickBooks uh, mobile app, but I think it's a really, really significant one. What about you, Ash? Yeah, definitely, because uh, it always seemed a bit of a bind, you know, if you'd like, from a small business owner's point of view, if you've just taken a picture, you know, if, and a lot of little small businesses are starting to rely more and more on their mobile phone. If they think, oh, I've taken that receipt, now I've got to go, you know, open my laptop at some point to say that it was for fuel or it's for this or it's for that. Uh, yeah. To be able to just, you know, literally point it in the direction where it wants to go. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, a, a good point from uh, uh, Chariot Accountants about, I think, um, you know, with regards to machine learning, um, I don't think quick, you know, unlike the banking area where QuickBooks all tends to start remembering stuff quite a lot. Yes. I don't think it's actually remembering a lot of stuff yet. No. But I think it will, you know, I think it will come. Um, but even without that, um, you know, sometimes it's not always such a bad thing to sort of properly review what you're posting and uh, point in the, in the right direction. Yeah. And split function as well. So, I mean, being able to say, well, some of it is for the business and, you know, adjusting some of it to drawings or whatever it is so you can split it on entry. Um, that well, that's great. there now. So that, yeah. that came with the update. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. there yeah. is great. Yeah, I think that I think you're right. That's a priority that was worthwhile going down, wasn't it, to get that split functionality yeah. um, there. I I think for me, because um, I'm obviously still invested in using Dex and auto entry and receipt capture for all my different clients, but I do really still tend to go for QuickBooks for especially for clients who are um, not that tech savvy. It's the perfect solution for them because they don't have to install or set up a new piece of software so that's always a benefit one less app from tab on the phone if you like um but the big benefit for me is that and i don't know if you've seen it kind of working as intended yet but it's that idea that you can just take photos they'll sit in that receipt capture area and then when that transaction appears in your bank because that tight integration which we don't get with auto entry or decks yeah that transaction says oh we've got that for you we've got that receipt for you in the receipt capture area it's this one and this is what you've bought and that's really really because the amount of times clients go down the list of what's on their bank and they're like oh what did i buy from there what did i do from that and, and the fact that it appears for them and shows it them i think that to me is where it's kind of the game changer for me what about you yeah yeah i know absolutely i agree with you on that one because even if like you say you've, you've taken the picture but you've not even bothered to code it yeah. At some point, you're going to have to bring your bank up to date and get it reconciled. Um, yeah. And that's helping you arm in arm say, well, yeah. And like you say, you quite, and it happens all the time. People buy something or they go out for dinner or whatever it is, and, and they can't remember what that cost was. But QuickBooks going, oh, hang on a minute. I've got that receipt just to remind you what it was all for. So you just yeah. click on the link. You go, oh, yeah, that's what it's for. And you're sort of being aided, aren't you, to help where you want to code it to. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think as well, like the the potential for what they could do with receipt capture, because the fact at first I was a bit confused. Why is this sticking to the bank area? It doesn't make sense. Like why not, you know, its own little area or, or whatever the solution was going to be, but the potential going forward, I think of the ability of going right. Well, what about if we introduce rules 
What about if we introduce, you know, that could be really powerful, couldn't it? The fact that they could start going down that sort of route of bringing rules into place and stuff like that. And I think then we've got a real automated system that I think could be quite powerful. Yeah, I wrote like a rule with your receipt. Yeah. So yeah. if you receive one from BP, for example, do this. Yeah. If you always get your fuel from BP or, or whatever, um, I'm sure other good <laughs> petrol stations are available. If you get any <laughs> petrol, I should have put that yeah. in as well, just in case you can't. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that, that's it's a very good point. Um, Brilliant. Also, Fantastic. Also, another valid point there from Chariot Accounts about, yeah, you know, uh, with your... Uh, when you are coding those costs on a receipt, you know, you know, you know limit it to cost of sales or expenses. It's a valid point because how often do you, you know, do you need to code a receipt to an income category? Well, you shouldn't yeah. really. Um, uh, you know, you might. I suppose you might need to buy some uh, fixed asset equipment. Uh, so you buy your computer and you, buy, and you might take a picture of that. So I suppose it, it, it's quite difficult actually. Um, so I can see from the, a programmer's point of view, uh, you obviously put those ideas, you know, you've got the feedback option in, within yep. Gripper to give that, that sort of feedback. Um, but sometimes it's not always that easy. Uh, and because and also different regions and different countries can have different terminology for some for some of the different names, uh, which I mean, that's uh, that just causes a headache for everybody. Anyway, it's going off on a, on a, on a slightly different direction. No, there. No. It is. It is right though as well because we know from first experience as well that those feedback forms do get looked at and do get considered, don't they? So yeah, definitely throw that yeah. feedback into place. Um, what's the next topic we're we're covering? Uh, so the next one we've got is uh, desktop subscriptions. Yeah, now this could be a very big change. I I don't know if it's going to affect us in the UK as much. I think you know a lot of the people who are on. QuickBooks desktop. So what's happening here is the QuickBooks desktop model. So at the moment it was by it was by per upgrade, wasn't it? You bought for whatever year you wanted to keep on, and that was a one-time purchase, wasn't it? That's how it used to be. Yeah, pretty much. So I always I used to be a heavy QuickBooks desktop user, and you could pay for your you know annual license. So you could yeah. basically buy the CD off the shelf if you like, uh you know, pop it on your computer. And there you go. You've got it. You could use it. So, yeah. yeah. And you were stuck to that version, though, weren't you? You couldn't get upgrades. That's what that was the the deal, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, some people and you know some people used to you know, yeah use you know, one version for years and years and years and years and years. You know, I, I can remember you know in sort of 2016, you know, helping someone that was still using QuickBooks 2008 because they didn't really? want to, they didn't want to upgrade. And it might have even been older than that. It was it was ridiculously old. Wow. The the version that they were using. Yeah. You know, but they were happy and it was working for them, so at the time. Yeah, because it it was simple, but it just, you know, when it came to an accountant then sort of taking a backup, you know, you, you take a backup from like QuickBooks two thousand and six and you're using yeah. QuickBooks two thousand and whatever. Um that they don't always talk to each other nicely. So it's just a nightmare. Anyway. So what they've moved to change is the fact that the desktop model will now be moving to a subscription-based payment method only, 
which kind of pushes them again back to the idea that really shouldn't they um or or you know for someone who is still on on desktop what kind of benefits have they still got from staying on on best on desktop now then what do you think i think um for a few uh so as we said it's really going to affect the us and canada more because they've been heavy heavy desktop users for yeah. years and years and years um so there'll be a few that will start thinking well if i've got to pay monthly i might as well go over to quickbooks online yeah there are some that are just you know, when I've read in different forums that are just, you know, they're anti-QuickBooks online. They just don't want to move. So that they're just used to their desktop uh, and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to change from that. And, you know, you know, fair, you know, that's that's their preference, I guess. Um, there are instances where uh, the desktop version has a little bit more, but from my experience, it was only really with you know stock inventory you know but there was that whole you know say a, like a proper sales order process i mean you can yeah. work around it a little bit with quickbooks online you know changing an estimate into a you know wording it sales order but in desktop you have got it you know you know builds and everything so that's what some people sort of really especially that makes the, sense yeah the um the enterprise version now they yeah. actually discontinued enterprise in the UK a few years ago, but they still use QuickBooks Enterprise in the states. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I suppose for them that that is quite a quite a big big change. But they haven't said how much the the subscription is going to be. Um, but I assume that the the fact that they're bringing in the subscription is because really they want to promote the move over to um, to. Um, online, isn't it? Because it's, it's, it'd be ideal for them if if, if everyone was on the uh, QuickBooks Online platform for the subscription basis, wouldn't it? So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But we'll keep an eye on that one. I think that could be a, an interesting story that will develop going forward. But at the moment, it's 2022 and onwards. There's not that much time, is there, for people to make that move if they are thinking about moving? Yeah, no, it comes around quick. It does. It does. Speaking of 2022, the next bit of news, and I'm really excited about this one, is the fact that QuickBooks Advance, so at the moment QuickBooks Advance is only, sorry, QuickBooks Online Advance is only in the USA at this point in time, but we are hoping to see it over here sooner rather than later. But one of the features that is coming to the QuickBooks Online Advance feature is a deep integration with Microsoft Excel. Um, and I can really see the benefit of this one. So the idea would be that it'd be a two-way integration. The idea that you know you would download maybe a copy of uh, you know a supplier's um, um, you know expenses and bills copy and, and and bring that into Excel. You could then make the adjustments on there and then integrate and push the data backwards. Um, that could be really really useful. And it's pretty much what I'm doing at the moment with. Um, either a software called GRCOM, I think, or GACOM it's called, for uh, X, uh, for Google Sheets. So we have it so it syncs up and brings that data in. Um, and there was Microsoft Excel, uh, no, um, Excel um, Trans, I forget the name of the app. I don't know if you remember, Ash, but there's an app on the App Store, isn't there, where you can pretty much replicate that idea where it brings all the data into Excel. You can manipulate the data in Excel, and then you can feed it back into QuickBooks Online. Oh, so, that's the it, well, that's, the song, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
yeah yeah, yeah. So, so sergeant import export a billion yeah yeah so that is a you know for me that's a really powerful um powerful solution i think it was coming directly integrated in quickbooks um it's a shame it's only come to the advanced section to be honest but we'll take what we can get can't we and i think that's going to be a nice little feature um and starts bringing that advanced um quickbooks advanced to that idea that actually i can see a place for it now i'm starting to picture for the uk market where that could be yeah yeah so yeah the larger larger businesses yeah yeah they've got some really great little integrations there with mailchimp and all sorts that are there um and docusign and, and things like that so quickbooks advanced definitely is starting to see some uh some 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 benefits for us um the next bit of news have you, can you see it there um making tax digital has been delayed yeah, we've got to all cry a little tear for this one. Although I suppose a lot of people are actually happy about this one. I think it might just be myself and uh, maybe Jan as well, who's, I can see, I think he's in the chat, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I think we were to uh, pushes of um, making tax digital for good um, and how we think it's going to benefit people and how we can kind of see going forward what the benefit's going to be. Um, but unfortunately, it has been delayed by a year. Um, and I think the interesting thing I saw about this was the fact that um well what i found was interesting was the fact that there's actually kind of a lot of the software developers out there actually utilizing the time they're going to be tweaking their systems they're going to make it so their system is going to be um opportunity there to kind of improve what the what the platforms are going to do um and and improve of what their mtd implementation is going to be so from that point of view possibly a good sign possibly a good thing for us um but but you know from your point of view ash i know and yeah john's even said that he's he's gutted um but um but from your point of view ash what what do you think to it what's yours um your opinion on making taxes still being delayed good or bad yeah well i i mean for me i mean it's a it's a bad thing <laughs> as a as a nap developer because you know i'm you know my my focus or my original uh reasoning for sort of you know, creating net tracker was to yeah. you know make to help people make sure their accounts are up to date constantly all the way through the year, uh, and then that you know leads on to make because you know when it comes you don't when it comes to do the accounts at the end of the year, accounting entries there should be minimal. Yes, shouldn't yeah. be anything to do when you you know if you're regularly doing the bookkeeping. When it comes to do the accounts, it should be just to basically make sure that things are in the right boxes, pretty much. You know, so you might need, you know, if someone's put something as an expense and it should have been an asset, or vice versa, you need to tweak it, that sort of thing. Um, but actually, recording stuff, you know, it all should always be fully up to date, uh, and that's well, I've always thought that, you know, for years and years and years. Um, so now it's you know people are nothing oh well, i've got really bothered too much about that you know now for another year and it might be another eight months two years or whatever because you know things get delayed and they get delayed again like it was with vat um yeah. but yeah yeah so you know so from our point of view yeah it's a you know bad thing because uh, you know people are you know they're not going to sort of worry too much about investing in software whether it's us whether it's quickbooks save zero yeah. Um, 
they can say, oh yeah, yeah, breathe, breathe a sigh of relief. Um, but ultimately, and it, and it would be exactly the same as what it was for, for the VAT stuff, those people that are breathing the sigh of relief will be, uh, oh, I was going to have to say it in a polite way, um, catching <laughs> their pants in two years' time with, because they've left it. But yeah, there'll be a thing in the post that says, oh, don't forget you need to submit your making tax digital tax return next month. And then all of a sudden people will start panicking, they haven't done this, they haven't done that. So I do hope that with it being postponed, people just don't think, oh, I don't need to worry about it for two years. Yeah. That they start taking some action now to think, okay, well, let me start building some processes that will, in two years' time, basically alleviate a lot of the time. Because as I, I chatted to somebody uh, last week, and you'd said exactly the same thing. So although um, we're going to be automating some tax returns, it's going to be five five tax returns possibly that to be submitted. You know, you yep. four in one to the right. final one. So all of that, although it could be literally a button press, at the end of the day, it's still going to take up some additional time. And that additional time that you're going to have to, you know, take, you know, doing additional tax returns, you know, hopefully get all the data in, um, you're going to have to think of ways of, well, how can I save some time when it comes to preparing the accounts? Exactly. You know, using multiple apps at the end of the day. Anyway, I'm preaching to the converted, but you know, you know where I'm coming from. <laughs> Definitely. Now, I, I I completely agree. And I, it, you know, there are going to be benefits from pushing MTD, and and it is going to be something that we're going to see it. And and hopefully, with the delay, that means that we will get fingers crossed that we all want. And that's the fact that the the periods are going to change and going to be more aligned to something that we that makes more sense so let's get rid of 5th of april let's move to our 31st of march or even 31st of december what you know whatever whatever gets decided but that's the only advantage i can see of delaying it for me i think it's just a case of yeah um we there's so much great future ahead of us like when you think about the idea of things like blockchain and all that sort of stuff which can can grow on the fact that making tax digitals there and the ability that you know this dystopia world that will happen one day where you send an invoice to a to a business and that transaction just automatically gets recorded on their books their end for us to get there we need mtd we need those steps to start first so yeah let's hope that um hope that the the future of what we expect and what we want it to be doesn't get delayed as well so that's how i see it um great point there or a, a nice little insight here so one of the news topics we haven't said today is the fact that um mt uh, mtd mailchimp hasn't um or has been officially acquired now hasn't it? it's all done dusted it is now an intuit part of the intuit family um and a great little insight here from chariot can say they tried the mailchimp beta last week and it actually pulls invoices and cost analysis, not just clients and customers into the software as well. And what I saw as well was the fact that this, or at least they're trying to sell to the UK, that the MailChimp, um, app, um, uh, MailChimp acquisition is also going to be a great MTD opportunity for us as well, because they see it as an opportunity for us to be able to 
talk to our clients, get them all, all up to date, get them, uh, bring them nicely, um, giving them a chance to be able to um, get the deadline chasing, workload, that sort of stuff in place. And if that's what they're going to be utilizing that software for from a practice manager point, from a practice accountant point of view, that is absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, they've got some really great ideas, I think, that they're bringing into what the mail analytic or the MailChimp analytics can do for QuickBooks. Um, trying to, I think it's the MailChimp for, for, for me is that ability to start making a lot of the different acquisitions that they've just done, like T-Sheets and e-commerce and um, OneSAS and TradeGecko and all those integrations start actually talking to one another and get those analyst, analytics between them going through nicely. So yeah, I think it's going to be a great spot, but that's a great um, shout there about the fact that the, um, the fact that it pulls not just the cost analytics, but also information as well. So that's great news. Um, what was our other, what was our next piece of news there? Go Proposal has been acquired by Sage. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else we need to say about this. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Sage has gone through and done their um, recent acquisition and they've taken Go Proposal. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it definitely came out of the blue. I was not expecting um, for this one. I think from Sage's point of view, they are still on the back foot a little bit, aren't they? So I think they needed to make some form of investment, some sort of, of way of trying to catch up. Um, and obviously their their view is that if they get the Go Proposal software and everything else going through, then they'll be able to bring it from there. But uh, yes, I have... Uh, Stop using Go Proposal as of yesterday. So <laughs> I'm now looking for alternatives on the market and see what else is out there. So what, what do you think to that news, Ash? Is that something you were, would, would you would, would you have expected them to go for Go Proposal? Or, you know, um, I've got to say, to be honest, I, you know, it doesn't affect me because I'm not really yeah. an accountant in practice anymore. But I'm not surprised. And I think it's, a, you know, from, you know, Sage's point of view, it's a very sensible uh, move. It's cute, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and they would be the first, I think, to, you know, you know, basically agree that they know that they are slightly behind um, with their other two. But I think they are slowly making, you know, sort of strides to sort of catch up. You know, and this is one yeah. way you know, they're, you know, they're, they're sort of quietly building stuff in the background you know, with regards to their, uh, you know, their accounting platform. Yeah, no. very real. Uh, accountant base um, that have been uh, that were from from the desktop times, so this is going to you know really assist those accountants. So it's it's interesting, definitely. You know, it, it definitely it, it makes it you know, uh, it, you know makes it an interesting race. As I saw on one of the forums, you know, yeah, um, you know, because every, everyone you know, there's there's sort of you've got really sort of three main players, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, uh, as such, I mean, yeah, you know, QuickBooks, Sage, Zero, obviously got Free Agent and a, and a few others. Um, but really, there's always been the the three main ones that, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. I always think of. Yeah, and and I think like from um, from Sage's point of view, one thing that definitely going well for them is the fact that the auto entry acquisition hasn't been too bad, really. I mean. You know, I know a lot of people were kind of skeptical of that, but I actually I think that's been absolutely fine. It's kind of been left to do what it needs to do. Their integration with QuickBooks and Zero is still absolutely fine. They work as intended. Um, you know, it still does what it needs to do. Um, 
and I, 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 I think, you know, when you look at who could have taken it, like, you know, it, it could have been Iris, you know, if, if it was that, that would be a whole different story, wouldn't it? And I think there'll be a lot more problems and a lot more issues that, that people could have faced. So I think it's, it's good that it's, um, that, it, that it's someone like Sage, because I think they will hopefully elevate the platform and push it forward. And I think it'll need it. But for me personally, the QuickBooks integration with GoCardless wasn't working as I needed it to anyway. And I just thought that, you know, I, I was struggling to get that integration to where I needed it to be. And I thought, well, if they now they're acquired by Sage, I can't imagine that's going to be a priority to <laughs> make sure it talks to QuickBooks anymore, uh, you know, in a, in a better way or anything. So that's kind of the reason I went down that route, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's an interesting one. And, yeah, fingers crossed with the acquisition that they do. And and I know I think it was you that was saying that Sage actually has a really good um like practice management esque area, don't they anyway? So this probably probably works well with that. I think their their practice manager area is actually really strong, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, I got, I got slightly distracted that I was looking through the through the chats. But yeah, no, I I, I agree with you, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's going through from there. Awesome. And then one quick one that um, kind of breaking news yesterday, and I'm hoping to be involved in the beta as soon as possible, is our friends at Accounting Manager. Um, so just also a side note, if you do see the Accounting Manager, I was, uh, I was one of the case studies this month. So do have a read of that one. Um, but with Accounting Manager, they are looking in their roadmap to look at filing confirmation statements. So I'm really excited how that goes goes to play when we go and do our um in a moment we're going to do our battle of accountancy production software the software i choose is what we currently use to submit our confirmation statement and they do it fine it's great it's whatever you know but there is definitely ways and improvements and i think if accountancy manager does this right they could have a really slick way of dealing with confirmation statements because confirmation statements to me are always that one area where it takes too much time for what it is because at the end of the day, you're just trying to confirm what's on account, uh, what's on company's house is correct. That's what the confirmation statement should be about. Um, and having to maybe download a, you know, a, a checklist or download some data and make sure that data is correct to then get someone to sign it to then submit it and everything else. If correct, I think accounting manager could make a really slick way in which the, um, confirmation statements can be submitted so that is definitely something i'll keep everyone in the loop on because i think that should be exciting um and it is something i'm looking to do a video on so keep on an eye on the channel for more news on confirmation statements by accountancy manager um it's that Ash, point, isn't it? it is it's the battle yeah. it's the fight so just to give everyone some indication of how we're going to run this. And, we, and this is something we're going to start doing on a semi-regular basis, maybe once every couple of months, something like that. Um, we're going to basically have a little task between me and Ash, where we're going to have a little fight out between two competing pieces of software. So this first one is six rounds of fighting between accountancy, accounts production solution, um, I'll let Ash introduce who he's gone for, but I'm going for Capium um, and I'm going to, or Capium as some people call it. Um, and we're going to show you two pieces of accounts production software. And we're going to go through the following um, 
uh, round. We're going to go first impressions. So what we first felt of it six years ago, I found out was uh, when one of us was uh, first using this piece of software. So what our first impressions was back then, or at least kind of what it is now, or what if you kind of first came in, in your ease of use, how easy you found it to actually use, how well it integrates with QuickBooks Online, your favorite feature the support that you get and have been receiving since um, since you've been using it, and the price point as well. And the idea then is at the very end, we will declare a particular winner out of those six rounds and go from there. So, Ash, I'm going to let you kick off, first of all, with your software of choice and give us all a bit of a bit of a first impression on what you think to your software. All right. Okay. Let me share my screen. Yeah. There we go. It is. All right. So I am using Taxfire. And as Aaron said, I think I've been using it for nearly six years. Um, crazy. Uh, I must be, I don't know what my customer references, but it must be down, down quite low. Uh, as soon as you log in to Taxfire, this is the screen that you land on. Have you ever used Taxfire, Aaron? I have, yeah. So I had a little play around with it when I was deciding which one to go for back in the day. But I think it's, right. yeah, it seems very similar, but yeah, go for it. Yeah. So you basically, you you land on this screen and you will have a, a list of, you know, I've sort of basically shaded these out, my uh, recently viewed uh, cases. Uh, you would choose, you know, what company, what sort of uh, accounting year you're looking at. I'm just looking at all years there. And then you've got this little pie chart of what's been accepted, what's cancelled. And if you were to click in those segments, uh, you would, you know, get a, a, a filtered list of, you know, what's been cancelled, rejected, etc. So it, it's not overly fancy, but, you know, that's what you get pretty much when you log in. It's simple, it's fairly clean, and you've, then you've got your sort of menus at the top of when you want to go to a list of returns, uh, accounts, and a list of clients. So if we're just going to start there with just sort of first impressions. Nice, yeah, nice. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, and and it's like when I first looked at it, I think it's it's functional, function over form, isn't it? Which is what you really need, isn't it? It's like, yes, it's not the most prettiest of um, UIs in the world, and there's probably you know maybe room for improvement here and there or anything. But for what you need for a accounts production software, actually, you probably want it to be a little bit more, you know, um, kind of that sort of view because at least then you get that little bit more confidence in it, don't you? You're kind of thinking to yourself, actually, you know, and this looks like, it, you know, it's like the old-fashioned software that you've got, isn't it? You know, like your Iris and all that lot, you know, very much they've got that, that standard template to it. So I, I think it I think it looks absolutely how it needs to look. All right. Shall I just pause it there and let you do your... Yeah, let me, let me bring in my red corner so that you had the blue corner uh, <laughs> i've got the uh, the red corner that's coming through so yeah this one here then is um capium or capium i never actually figured out i should really have asked him beforehand about what it's called um but when you log into capium or capium you log in and it looks like um this screen that's just here now the idea of this screen or or what what the screen is is it's not just giving you the accounts production software which is what we're gonna be focusing today on but you do have this whole manner of other elements as well and very much like the screen that you've just done there you can bring up kind of more of a 
a practice view, a practice element to it. Um, but when you go into the different modules, it will then take you to that module. And as you go into it, you can see what's going on in a particular client, or you can see kind of that view that you've got there. So I think aesthetically, I think they're very similar in terms of that kind of traditional kind of accounting account production look, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I think from first impressions, for me though, the, the the honest truth about how I felt with Capium from day one or at the beginning was I was completely overwhelmed with it. And that's because it's not just got that accounts production, it's got um it's got the ability to do payroll, bookkeeping, co company tax, personal tax. It's got all of the functions you'll need and including the practice management select section as well. So for me, my first impressions was I was overwhelmed with it at first, but once you kind of start dealing with those individual um, modules, actually became really, really user-friendly from there. So, okay, do you want to jump in your end then, round one? Because we'll, we'll, we'll mark them at the end about which one do you think is kind of winning or, or losing we'll do a proper boxing match at the end and try and go through what we go through so what was your ease of use like there then ash uh so ease of use i'll just pat back so i've got a couple on yeah. um uh no worries uh, let me show my screen um so ease of use uh you know very very easy really and yeah. to be honest um, I'm just trying to think. Have I had? Uh, have I needed any training on? On have I needed any training on tax filer? No, is the is my answer. Absolute zero training um, I've had on it. Now I'm one of these people that you know, uh, you know, will spend a bit of time trying to work things out. But if you've used any type of accounts production software, so in my olden days, if you like, I used to work for a, a uh, a medium-sized accountancy practice, and they used to have uh, an uh, iris, you know, their, iris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, now <laughs> tax filer is purchased up uh, or part of. Um, but if you'd used iris, which I had there, then this was easy, basically. Yeah. Uh, and so when it came to like creating a client, so this is basically a client creation screen. You're basically putting in what type of client is? Is it a company? Is it an individual? Um, other than the rest of the boxes, it just makes sense. It's not yeah. not uh, difficult at all. So when it comes to setting up a client, uh, very, very easy. And there's also, and I only noticed it yes, earlier on, import client from. Uh, you could import client from your accounting software, QuickBooks or whatever, whatever, whatever you're uh -huh. using. Uh -huh. yeah, you yeah. can bring the name and address through from there. I've never needed to use it. I mean... It literally takes seconds to put the stuff in anyway. Yeah. Um, but no, ease of use, very easy. That's all I, I like that. You know, very, very easy. Um, so, yeah, I shall hand back over to you, Aaron. On the, on the yeah, table. I must admit, when I, when I did use TaxFiler, I was shocked at how easy and simple it was to use. Um, yeah, so... <clears throat> So I think the, the, the for me, the ease of use on Capium was, again, didn't have to do any training as such, um, was able to kind of pick it apart for myself. Um, but I would say that kind of some of the features within there can get a little bit, kind of, sorry, the workflow, should I say, in terms of creating a set of accounts, 
once you've done it the first time round and you go forward absolutely fine you'll you'll understand it but that workflow wasn't quite the same as like you've already said like iris um so there was kind of a difference in that workflow um for example on this left hand side you've got your task area here and it says trial balance then it's got submit underneath well to me it was almost like you completed your trial balance and then you went straight to submit i mean where's the rest of the steps in there <laughs> but actually the rest of the steps are below they're under settings they're under reports and then you go back to submit and you go there and it was almost like it they didn't they, or, or the workflow was kind of second um kind of fiddle to what they wanted to build in um but once again once you've got your head right and you've got it in the right place um it is really really easy to use just like you've said there in terms of importing data well you can tell it to look at company's house and bring that data in from company's house little nice little features like that which do make your life easier in terms of getting that data in um, um it doesn't bring it directly into quickbooks so I'm, i'll admit that so i think that's where tax file does have that step up i quite i find that i would find that really really useful to be honest um, because most of the time you've already got your client on your bookkeeping platform because most of the time you're going to do the accounts maybe six months down the line a year down the line maybe even 18 months down the line so the fact you can bring that data in um, in terms of the name and everything i think quite would be quite useful um but yeah the ease of use once you've kind of got your head around that first initial um kind of workflow and you've kind of gone through building it all up from there it is all quite intuitive in terms of where things are laid out and what information's there and what what you can find and i find that the amount of customization you can have on your accounting um statement is really really good and that's where um it has a bit of an advantage on it's really quick and easy to get those adjustments done there um, and then when you have got those reports all generated and nice and, and all set up for you then they are really fast and quick to kind of get up and running and ready to go so yeah i think ease of use wise you know there's room for improvement there in my eyes in terms of the general workflow but yeah once you get your head around it nice and straightforward ash what about your integration with quickbooks online Okay, so bear with me one momento. I've just got to go into no one little different uh, screen and then I shall share uh, mine back up. All right, so let me just go to share screen. Here we go. Uh, so earlier this morning, yeah, I'm just pressing it now. Oh, right, okay. There we are, you're in. Now, earlier this morning, I just, I've got a dummy equipments company on. I created some accounts for 2019-20, um, and I've literally just got in to you know, click on accounts, click new to create a new set of accounts, selected the client, uh, QuickBooks training test, and it's automatically, you know, brought up the next year, you know, one year yeah. on from the last set. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to click create. Um. And then I've got all the usual stuff that I can sort of check, you know, the details, et cetera, et cetera. But what I'm really interested in here is the trial balance. So when I click on the trial balance, and I'm always wondering whether it's uh, because I've not fully finalized the 1921s, but yep. I'm just going to click connect and connect to QuickBooks. But it might have already been, uh, been through because I closed it down. But the connection is very, very good indeed. Uh, just search for my client, which is a small training business on this one. 
uh, fetch from QuickBooks Online. So what it's done, it's tried to map what accounts that it can um, yeah. you know, based upon you know, what it thinks. Uh, and then I can just choose very easily. Uh, that's going to go to uh, cash and bank and in hand. Uh, I'll just put that to director's loan for now. That retained profit balance forward. And I'll just put that back over to sale just for speed. Yeah. And update. And just save the changes. So what I should see. It populates I the. Go and yeah. fetch the I could fetch the TB for the comparative year. Uh, because, oh, it's right, not, yeah, yeah. because it's because my accounts have not been submitted to Companies House and fully finalised. Yeah. I think that's why I don't have the comparative in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight because normally it's, it's almost dealing it as a first year for you, isn't it? Yeah, it would normally appear in there. But what I would then do, you know, so all of those values that QuickBooks has basically come uh, through and found. Um, I can click on those. So as I'm reviewing them, I can sort of check, you know, what this is what makes up all of my income. I can go in and edit the mappings. So I can make sure that all the stuff that comes through from QuickBooks is used in the right category uh, in yeah. Iris. Uh, in Iris, in tax file. <laughs> uh, when, I very, when I first used this, like five or six years ago, um, it used to be terrible. So you would literally map your categories and then you could do the accounts the next year and it forget all of the mappings. Yeah. So you yeah, have yeah. to map the whole lot again. It was a very tedious and very painful. Now, once you've done it one year, the following year, it just remembers perfectly. Everything is in exactly the right box that it needs to be. So when it comes to actually, you know, knocking up a set of accounts, it is a very easy quick job because my you know if you if the bookkeeping is put you know and it should be if you're a good bookkeeper accountant it should be pristine in quickbooks yeah. or sage or zero whatever you have to be using so when it comes to actually preparing the accounts you're just fetching the tv across and you're just making sure the things are in the right box so the integration between the two you know, fantastic and then obviously you can you can finalize it you know view check and file so i've got some warnings there on my yeah uh yeah because things aren't balancing up properly yeah but yeah just you know check your your draft accounts and it's you know easy peasy so is it a two-way integration then or is it a one-way it is a so there's a two-way integration although i never use it personally with regards to the corporation tax calculation so once it's that's calculated i see yeah yeah you can throw a journal back into quickbooks yeah usually um i've sometimes estimated the corporation tax anyway so there's yeah. a value so i'll just look at what those corporation taxes um i will then you know, pop back into QuickBooks, you know, update a journal, and then I'll refresh the link of the TB in yeah. here because it'll bring it back. And it will just update it. Yeah. Update it. Yeah, that's what I would tend to do. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the integration for me, you know, fantastic. Nice. So stop sharing on that one. So I think then if I just showed my integration, I think. I think we've got a clear winner on this one. So um, 
I think TaxFiler was, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think TaxFiler was pretty much built for QuickBooks integration, wasn't it? Because at one point they had um, this concept of it going into the um, QuickBooks QBOA and like showing you the tax file status on there. So I think TaxFiler always had the idea of integrating into um, some form of, uh, of, of software. Whereas Capium, it was a, a feature that basically I kept hammering on the door for and then they finally gave in and, and provided for us was integration to other software so originally it was just a case of manually putting in or csv so originally the way my integration would work was the fact that i would download the csv file from quickbooks and then upload it um a little bit tedious but that's just the way it was now just like you've just shown there exactly the same kind of process of getting that connection in so we do have a an opportunity to connect into it and bring it in um um but the i suppose the biggest kind of issue if you like of um of how that connection is going for it is just not going to go through for me so that's not i don't need to show that bit um but the idea would be that once you've connected it and go through just like you've shown on your end it will bring the data through and everything else and you'll get a line here qb import and it just basically brings it in as a tb for you now the big downside here is it's a not two-way connection so if you make any adjustments here you'll have to do an opening balance adjustment and, and do it like like you would see and b the other issue here is this isn't a live connection so once you've made that connection once if you want to refresh it you're going to delete this um tb and start again and it kind of build it up from there and the tb in in capium's terminology the tb is basically that period so you'd have to delete that whole period start that period again to refresh it and bring it in one thing they have improved on like you said though um was when you go from one year to the next and it only came into play two months ago but now when you go from one period to the next um you do get to save um your um uh, mapping so it will bring in the mapping from before but then the idea is once you've got that qbo import that's your base and then you go through and you put in whatever you need to put in afterwards to get that figure to work and to move forward. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll score it later, but I've not got much of a, <laughs> a hope for the uh, integration against that one. So what about favorite feature, Ash? What's your favorite feature of TaxFiler? I suppose my favorite feature has really just got to be the, the, the QuickBooks integration <laughs> because you can use it completely standalone. You can create a set of accounts and just key in, uh, the, the numbers from a TV. Uh, you can actually yeah. import a CSV file from a TV yeah. if you want. So th those features are there. But just the fact that it has an equipment integration at all, um, that is my that is my favorite. I wouldn't use it otherwise. You know, yeah. that, that's, that was the whole purpose of using it. And as you said, Aaron, it, for probably three years, it was exclusively QuickBooks. Um, I think they had some sort of exclusive exclusivity contract with Intuit. And I think, yeah, like you said, I think at the time, because I was introduced to TaxFiler by a uh, chap that used to work at Intuit. Yeah, the same here, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was from, you know, I tested it, be you know, before, you know, tested uh, TaxFiler before it was, you know, really released when it was sort of in beta i was sort of yes yeah. so um yeah i i i always thought that it would buy it but it never that sort of never happened 
Yeah. Um, that has got that is really my favorite piece from for me personally. It does lots of other things, really, I'm sure. Uh, but that's what I mainly use it for, what I have done. No, I think and I think you're right. I think like it's so impressive. It's one of those and it's one of those software I always go back to as how it's like like you know, no, no bias here, but like net tracker in the fact that you have that proper two way integration. It's not just a connect it and it maybe talk to one another, but the fact that you can update both ways, I think that's really important with software these days. And more and more that we see of that, I think that's really important. And the fact that the accounting production software can actually um, go on there and do it is, is really good. My favorite feature of Capium, though, for me, is always going to be the fact that it does absolutely everything. It's got your payroll solution. It's got your bookkeeping. It's got um, corporation tax. It's got... Um, company secretarial now it's got so much that you can do with it um practice management solution a lot um you can do your engagement letters through it you can do your um um accounts uh anti-money laundering through it as well there's it's designed to be a full practice solution it's basically trying to you know take what was great about iris and having the whole suite of all the iris solutions and trying to build up a package from there so that's where we've found a lot of strength and the fact that they all then talk to one another you know brings in a lot of great kind of benefits there um and just makes running your kind of practice that a little bit more smoother and a little bit more uh, easy to kind of go forward so for me that's where um where i find the the biggest benefit of it was um um and and the fact that from a customization point of view i've been able to customize it to my heart's content so i'm happy with that okay what's the support been like for you ash so again i've not had to use the support very much to be honest so early days uh, i you know might have had to ask them a couple of things you know more probably of the moan why do why are my mappings of keep getting forgotten about yeah um, uh, but actually, I did contact them uh, only a couple of days ago um, to say I, I think I'm on the wrong pricing structure um, yeah. because I think I'll get I'm paying too much basically. <laughs> so I don't really have that many clients. Um, it's really me, uh, and my wife, and a few friends that I might help out. Um, so they came back very, very quickly. You know, yeah. you know within. You know, less than an hour, uh, so yeah. they are, uh, and then I sort of yeah, just had basically had to run a report, send them a screenshot. You know, never adjusted my pricing, so I can't really complain. You know, they've been they were very very quick, um, and they were. You know, when I'm so I'm not had to contact them for years, but you know, previously when I had to ask them anything, um, it is sort of like email support. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure if it was a phone number or not. Can't remember. I don't remember seeing one actually, but. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Brilliant, brilliant. That's always good to hear, isn't it? Especially yeah. when it's your statutory accounts. You know, you, <laughs> that's one thing you don't want to uh, to go through. Uh, the support at Capium is absolutely stellar. Um, you send a ticket in. You've got an opportunity to see in your practice management what tickets are outstanding, what stages they're at. Um, they'll phone you straight away as soon as they receive that ticket. If there's something that can be resolved straight away. If not, they'll give you a bit of an update on it. Um, and the other day there was um, a problem with the software where it wasn't uh, responding as well as it should do. Um, and it was on a VAT filing day or no, it was a an end of the month. So it was a filing of a um, day for, 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 uh, for taxes and um, 
accounts and tax. Um, and they, they just said, right, well, we're going to stay open for another X amount of time for extended support period. And I was actually in that support extended period because I was drastically trying to get this particular account signed and sent over so yeah can't can't tell and it can't be um uh finger with them enough i think it's been really really good and also the the bits i've asked for and request for like the integration with quickbooks and the integration with other software and the fact that they're constantly looking to bring in new features and stuff is uh really really good so yeah no highly 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 um recommend their uh, their support i think it's uh it's gone really really well that and then finally, Ash, you mentioned already about price, but gone. What's uh, what's the price point for? Uh, for right, I'll share my screen because I've just gone straight to yeah. the pricing page uh, within uh, Tax Filer. Yeah. So, shall we do pre and post Iris? I don't know if there is a huge difference, um, but well, when I so I look back through my billing, uh, and when I started using uh, Tax Filer. Um, I was on £10 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, so if you are, you know, a very small uh, business and you don't have that many clients, £10 a month, it's, it's nothing. I mean, yeah. you're talking 120 quid a year. Um, and you will save that in creating one set of accounts. You know? Easily. It, yeah, it's, it's a no-brainer. Um uh, from 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 me, um, uh, and then you know, if you've got thirty clients, and uh, so you 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 know you're moving up a little bit, yeah, you know, it's only you know, twenty two quid a month. Again, that's that's that single user, uh, and then you can have unlimited clients for an extra tenner. Uh, again, that's sync that's per, and then you then if you've got more users, it, it, you know, you you're having to pay a little bit more for additional users, but if uh, so. For you know, bookkeepers, accountants that are uh, in a similar position to me, uh, when it's just you, it, it is ideal because if you don't need all of the the team stuff, and there are some team things, and there is a sort of a, a diary thing in there now where you can sort of make sure that you're up to date with your workload and, and that sort of thing. Yeah, but if you don't need too much in the whole team thing. Uh, you know, it's perfect because you can literally just open it up. You know what job you've got to do. You can just get on and do it. Um, and, you know, the cost of it, you know, it's it's nothing. You know, it's less, you know, yeah. you know when you think of what a, a QuickBooks subscription is, I know you're getting cheaper as an accountant, but if you had someone that was, you know, just paying a box standard QuickBooks subscription, which could be nearly 30 quid a month now, or the plus one is around that. But not been able to create accounts and tax returns for unlimited clients for that money. It's I mean, unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, you know that is quite. It's pretty good value, I've got to say. So Definitely, that's the tax filer pricing. Uh, yeah, oh, and- commissions are welcome. Tax filer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the caveat here. I am not employed or receive any endorsements. <laughs> From Tax Filer, uh, this is purely uh, my little take on it. Okay, it's just, just in case anyone starts. Maybe we should start with that one. About me. You know, I'm sure he's on the take. I'm sure he's receiving some sort of backhander. I am not. <laughs> uh, I'll just put, it, I want to put that one in there. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy. I think with uh, how 
price that or how competitively priced that was it's from day one isn't it and i know as soon as iris was involved everyone's kind of joke was the fact that the prices are gonna triple or they'll put a zero on the end of each one of those numbers and be done with it but in fairness they haven't have they i mean they've kept them quite consistent they've got a, a little bit haven't they by probably more inflation than anything else but there's been no massive price price hike as they say yeah it's um fair play i think it's brilliant i think it's um a great piece of um, software uh, or price point uh, for that one. Um, for me then on the pricing um, element of it, it is far more complicated in the Capian world and it is more expensive. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, um, but I find it more than justifiable um, in terms of what you get out of it. But just to give you kind of an insight, um, if you're going to get, go for the full suite, so remember that's having absolutely everything. It does start £115, per, uh, £115 plus VAT, uh, which works out £1.15 per client. If you've got all of them, that's up to 100 clients, then 300 then 500 um, And if you jump into the modules, you get a bit more of an idea of how much they cost. So kind of the equivalent to yours really was that accounts production at £15, but then you'd probably need self-assessment and you'd probably need account corporation tax as well. So £45 minimum by looks of it in terms of being able to have that kind of comparison to there. So we're not a million miles out and that is up to 100 clients. Um, but the one difference, I suppose, on this pricing point to what you were saying there is this is for unlimited amount of users. So it doesn't matter how many users you have, um, you're always going to be paying the same going forward. So, yeah, highly recommend it on that one. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, I am not employed by Capium either, so I can't have that one. <laughs> but I do have an affiliate link with them. So, yeah, take that as a pinch of salt on that one. Um, so, yeah, um, pretty much that's uh, all I've got to say. So, right, let's go scores on the doors. And what we'll do is we'll go down the list of them and we'll decide which one got the kind of point, if you like, knockout style and see who walks away with the prize. I think I've figured out who's going to win now. But we'll see. We'll see. See if I was right or wrong. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, some of them, yeah. So first impressions, what would you say then is your kind of winner of that one? Um, well, I've never seen KPM before. KPM, yeah. KPM. Um, I would probably, you know, say Capian would win on on, on uh, aesthetic looks. If you want to look at it from, you know, that you know, screen, the user interface, it looks a bit nicer. Yeah, and and I would say as well, just to, just to kind of put, point that there as well, there is a um, there is an update coming that I've been involved in in terms of kind of helping them kind of steer it and and, and looking and giving um, beta access and all that lot and they are pushing it to a more uh, cleaner look as well. So that is that is definitely on there. So maybe just one first round to Capian on that one. Either of you yeah. say, I think we've got a clear win on this one, haven't we, Ash? What do you say? Uh, ease of use. Well, um, for, for me, well, so I've never used Capian, but uh, so, I mean, tax file just is you know, very, very easy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've used both and Tactile absolutely nails it in terms of they have that workflow, don't they? You know, you, know, you saw there how even the fact that at the top there was there was that kind of almost like um, journey of, right, import, then do some changes and do that, and then all the way to submit. Yeah. I mean, just that alone is just, yeah, it is a, 
a very very intuitive way of doing it it's really how it should be done i think these days i think that's how it, how it is and as i said with kpm you know once you've got your head around that first workflow you'll be fine and you'll move it on but that first workflow is a uh, it's an odd one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange way of doing things, but it works in the end. So it gets it through. Uh, so definitely a point there to tax filer. Okay. We definitely are going to win this one. Well, integration with QuickBooks Online. Uh, well, I think that one has got to go to tax filer. Uh, I think it has um, a slightly unfair advantage that it's probably, it was probably originally built for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I, I'll still say it's one of the best examples of integration with quickbooks online it is you know it it's that good isn't it it just knows what it's doing it has that two-way integration and like you said it probably is that unfair advantage that was built primarily to go to quickbooks online but yeah no brainer and it reminds me when because it's quite interesting with iris acquiring them because i remember when there was a a big um thing in fact it was on the webinar wasn't it we used to do the webinar for intuit for apps and i remember because of the kind of hoo-ha about it but iris was connecting with quickbooks and it was like all oh, right this is the game changer and pretty much the same workflow i've just shown you there on capium in terms of you just import the data it's got a bit of mapping cleverness but that's as far as it really goes that's kind of been this the set for most accounts production software isn't it they'll you you send your data to the software but then it kind of finishes there well, what I really like about TaxFly is it takes it that next step forward. You can refresh when you want. You can bring that data in. It, it's a, it. I, I think for a modern way of doing um, account production, I think that's definitely the route that, that most people should be going. So yeah, clear winner on that one. What about fave feature then? It's an odd one to, um, or it's going to be a difficult one, I think, to to point on this one. But what 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 would be your kind of uh, who who would you say should should take the crown on that one? Um. I think you. I think that probably the KPM has got more features. Full stop. In a way, because you know what you've got in tax filer, you know, does what it says on the tin, files tax returns. You know, you create, a, you create a client, you put the details in, you create accounts, and you file the tax. Um, that was really what the, it was mainly built for. Yeah, um, yeah. It was not really the companies, you know, because I, I was having to dig around. Uh, and I couldn't find that they've, you know, added company secretary and stuff uh, as such. You know, perhaps, you know, they're thinking, well, if you really want company secretary and stuff, you ought to have the full Iris package. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Like, all, it? Of yeah. in, all of that's in Iris. So if yeah. you're not that bigger in a firm, you stick the tax file. And if you need more, you, you'd have to go up down the Iris route, I guess. Yeah. Stick with it, you know, their company. I think you're because, right yeah, because it, it, if you think about it from Iris's point of view, if if they put too much stuff into tax filer, oh, you can send your annual your confirmation statements. Yeah, this and yeah. This. People think, well, hmm, what do I need Iris? What exactly do I need? You're cannibalizing your sales, aren't you? A thousand pound a month for? Yeah. When I can <laughs> yeah. Do all of this. yeah, because it's it's not cheap, is it, Iris? No, no, um, no. and it's not cloud either. Yeah, I don't know what the prices are these days, but I know it's pretty expensive. Yeah, it's it's. I think you're about right with your first estimation, and you know it's not cloud. You don't get that functionality, so you're right. You'll just cannibalize your, your Iris sales, won't you? So, yeah, yeah I, I can kind of see that. Um, I was at first. I was thinking that surely the 
um the integration with quickbooks and how strong it is was the you know the fave feature and that should work but then i realized actually that's just um that's round three <laughs> so yeah, can't get it twice <laughs> so right okay maybe capium can win that one and you know like all, all credit to them though like their um their suite of services have just got better and better and better with time and it it, it for me it's that confidence that i can take on a client and i can do them the, the only one thing that it doesn't do and i know it's the same with tax filer and i know it's a solution i think we need to find really for for, for quickbooks users or any cloud can use is charity accounts still not being uh, um, looked after so and i know tax filer doesn't do charity accounts either do they so Ooh, i don't know i think they, Did, i don't know I, th I think they might do charities now oh do they oh okay uh, i'm just having uh I'm just that could be it that could be an absolute game changer because yeah it would be nice to um to be able to support the charity um, um, and perhaps i've got the you know client types are individuals partnership trust company yeah trust is there isn't it yeah yeah, yeah which so we can do trust over at capion not, but not yeah, not, so uh, not not really charities not charities yeah which is a shame and i think there's definitely a market there for a, a more sophisticated um uh, element for charities um and then yeah and then finally then uh oh no two more isn't there uh, yeah. so support well i think i'll have to give that one to you cappy and what you just said aaron you know is that they went above and beyond uh yeah. to yeah. you on that day i think tax filer if i sent them an email it would have been i'm sorry you know at sort of six o'clock or what or yeah, obviously the office is now closed, and we can't get back to you. That tough luck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could, I mean, it could be wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong that there, but because uh, obviously I've not really had to contact them. But yeah, um, yeah. Just from what you've said, I think you've got the edge on that. And then, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. And then I think price. There's only one victor there, isn't it? It's a tax filer. Yeah, I think we're tax credible price. I, think, I suppose we've got to give tax filer the price if you're the sole if you're a sole trader. Hmm, but even at a team, so I, I, I don't think you, you know if you sort of um, start having more employees. Yeah. Then, from your point of view, your price isn't really going to change. Whereas on tax filer, all of a sudden it hikes up. That is true, but yeah, but there's still ten employees, isn't it? At that price point, I think it's how it was, wasn't it? At that two hundred odd pound, what, two hundred and thirteen ten ten users, mm. thirteen pounds a month, ten users, yeah, yeah, um, and and is that unlimited? That's unlimited clients, as well, isn't it? That's unlimited clients and ten users. Yeah. yeah. So comparing so, yeah. that to Capium, you still pay more for Capium. So yeah, yeah I think. So uh, I think well, it looks like it's a draw round. I know. I just really realised that uh, six was the worst number we could have picked on there. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, that makes it for nice and friendly, doesn't it? Because we're yeah. not one over the other. Not a cop out. <laughs> Is yeah. that what you're trying to say? Yeah, it's not a cop out. It's, That's a, just it's, going a, to... it's an even draw. It is, and we'll we'll fly the flag then to say that both of them deserve your consideration. And I, I'm definitely going to be doing a video on Capium soon. I think it's a great piece of solution. Um, and I might just jump in and do a tax filer one as well as comparison because, yeah, it does it does seem to still hold up. It, I was always impressed with it from day one. I think it's still there. So, 
Yes, very, very impressed. Okay, then. So um, just catching up on any of the comments that we missed. Um, great bit of news here. We'll make sure we bring that into next week or next month, should I say, is um, element. We'll make sure we give you any news we can. QuickBooks, um, what they call the, the smaller ones, they've been announced, haven't they? They, In fact, they're next month, aren't they? Oh, get, get Connected events. Get, is the smaller ones, yeah, the, the regional one, or used to be regional. They're not going to be regional this year, are they? Um, they have been announced. In fact, that might even be um, before our next event. I'm thinking about it. Uh, is it this month? So I'm hoping they'll release some new stuff. I'll tell you what, though, if they do, we might, we'll, we'll talk off air, but we might um, do a, a impromptu um, video if they do uh, impromptu quickbooks um labs if they do so keep an eye out on the social channels and we'll get back to you on that one and let you know uh the small events are this month and the big one is start march yeah um yeah we've not heard yet if it's online or offline but we will give you some more details we we know who to talk to about that one to try and get some uh, info as much as we can as much as we're allowed to say and everything else um but the smaller ones, yeah, it, it is this month then. Right, 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 I thought it was. I've got it booked out. Um, so yeah, it's um, well. Uh, if if they do announce anything, we we'll, we will try and put something out on the social channels about what was announced and what that means for everyone. Um, oh, here it is, nineteenth of um, October. There we are. Yeah, there was one question there from Sylvia about importing clients from Tax Calc. Um, yep. It wasn't in the list of drop downs when you're at a add a client i didn't see it within there um just sort of through bookkeeping software so i'm not sure if it's possible uh to actually bulk upload uh clients from TaxCalc, yeah if you wanted to swap over it is a good point though isn't it? And it to be fair though um i know capium offer this so it might be worthwhile talking to support but they are obviously they're very keen on on making it a nice swift easy move from one software to another so i know when we decided to move over to them they were bent over backwards to get the databases in place and everything else so i'm sure tax file would do the same one there you would have imagined yeah possibly it might be worth it just a, a yeah a message to support depending on how many you've got i mean sometimes you think well i'll just add a client next time i need to create a new order yeah. a new set of accounts because then it literally just takes you a minute to put the name and address in yeah you know if you're you know as you if you work on it on that sort of way yeah and i suppose depending on how clean your quickbooks data is your previous year data could easily be brought in as well can't it so yeah. that's your advantage you've got with tax filer over capium because capium you yes you could bring the data in but it isn't as as um smooth as as what ash demonstrated there with uh bringing that data in with that wonderful wonderful two-way integration and I think that's it, isn't it, Ash? Um... Yeah, as for always, Aaron, we've been <laughs> talking about the donkey. Um, we've gone uh, slightly over uh, this time. Apologies for that one. Um, but no, it's been good. I hope uh, everyone sort of watching, listening, and sort of found uh, some use from it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and let us know in the comments or in the social channels or however you want to comment to us if this format works for you you know should we bring one of these in every couple of months and stuff and and shall we have a little little fight off like this we and ash quite enjoy uh doing a bit of research and trying to find solutions for uh for issues basically and trying to 
find two competing software and see which one wins all in there all in good good fun so ash um thank you and also thank you for everyone for the questions if you're listening via a podcast don't forget to follow on facebook so you can join us live on on our future episodes or on our youtube channels which remind me ash when are we back we shall be back on wednesday 3rd of november being the first wednesday of november I love it. I love it. And do keep an eye out for impromptu um, stream as well. If if something major is announced over at uh, QuickBooks Connect, I'm sure we can uh, drag each other to go and uh, do a nice little impromptu stream as well. But we will keep you informed on the socials if that is the case. Um, finally, Ash, what have you got planned for this week? Any videos? Are you back on the video form yet? Or now the book's done and dusted uh, what's not, next not yet uh so i shall be reaching out to uh, one or two people um for possibly reviewing the book uh, prior to it being publicly released um uh, on amazon so uh so look at <laughs> check your inboxes because <laughs> 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 uh, there could be a little begging letter coming through um <laughs> please review my book and you'll get a free one a free proper book in the post if you review it signed obviously hopefully yeah i'm sure i could um get a, get a pen outside if you want <laughs> brilliant brilliant okay fantastic so uh, for me video wise i have just recorded and will release an update to the mobile app as well and we've gone through most of it on here so for you guys it'll probably be a kind of rehash of what we just talked about um but i have also changed my um my upload schedule as well and i'd really love to get some um some um like information about it as well or some feedback should i say um so i've started to do every tuesday as normal i will keep on my quickbooks and tips and tricks and all that lot and make sure they're being uploaded on a regular tuesday slot as normal but i've also added or started to add more content on day in the life of so more kind of vlogs and behind the scenes and that sort of stuff and they are aiming to come out on every other thursday kind of thursday ad hoc sort of idea um as well so yeah do kind of give that a watch see what you think of it see if it's worthwhile but we did one already on day in the life of a quickbooks trainer down the life of a accountant uh, uh accounts um uh, per, uh accounts <laughs> practice manager um and also i've just recently done one on investments as well and kind of day in the life of an investor as well so trying to show all my different hats and trying to make a bit of content around that one so yeah it'd be great to get some feedback if that works doesn't work um and everything else that goes with it and with Thank that you. yeah i think that's it isn't it i think you know we like you said we tore the legs off a hind donkey in there yeah maybe we should um look to wrap this up so ash it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from me thank you everybody for coming along for today's show we look forward to see you in a month's time or maybe sooner depending on what gets announced at quickbooks so hopefully we'll get to you then stay safe everyone thanks a lot bye for now bye